Handbook for Humanity is a production of the DeZormo Foundation, a nonprofit whose goal is to support the dignity of life, born and unborn. If you would like to support Handbook for Humanity and our mission to share truthful conversation about the body, spirit, sexuality, and being a better human today and yesterday, visit DeZormoFoundation.org. That's D-E-S-O-R-M-E-A-U-X Foundation.org to donate Look under Funds column and choose Theology of the Body. Thank you for your prayers and support. Welcome, welcome back to Handbook for Humanity. We are now several episodes into kind of our foundational ideas and foundational topics. Uh, joining me, as always, is Miss Adele and Miss Becky. Hello. So good to see you again. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hi, everybody out there in, in podcast land. Yes. <laughs> With their, their earbuds that you love so much. Oh, yeah. Earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> so last week we talked about making a gift of self. And this week we're going to kind of take some of the same concept and idea and expound on it into a little more detail with love and responsibility. So thus far, again, we've talked about somewhat of a progression of related human experiences being solitude, a gift of self. We've talked about shame. Uh, The central theme in pretty much all of these ideas are that we are persons made for communion. And so we have the right to be loved and seen rightly. Um, and if we make a gift of ourselves to others, we discover ourselves more fully. We are persons to be loved and not objects to be used, which I think we'll go into a little mm-hmm. bit more detail very yeah. soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but this idea of love and responsibility when it comes to continually choosing the good will of another person, I think is something that a lot of people either don't fully understand or maybe see mm-hmm. the way that it might need to be seen. And in a lot of ways, the concept of responsibility, I think, is not just pushed away, but even resented by a lot of people today, which we could have millions of conversations just around that. But so yeah. the idea of love and responsibility, before we do that though, we say love, love is love. Mm. I think we maybe need to define, you know, where we're coming from to start. So what is love? You know, baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> what is it? Right. What are we talking about when we say love? Okay. Um, I believe that the definition that Pope St. John Paul, who is mm-hmm. is who we're trying to, um, you know, expound upon right here uh, using his his work, um, he says he defines love as desiring consistently, and that's a big word, okay? That that's a very important word, desiring consistently the good of another, regardless of how that affects me. What, in other words, what's good for them, I might have to take a hit on that one, you know, uh, sometimes yeah. our sacrifice or whatever. But love, true, real love, is consistently desiring the good of another. Mm-hmm. Okay? So when you go back to the thought of the gift of self, making a gift of self, yeah. well, it's a gift. So it doesn't it doesn't matter what the rebound is on me. I'm working toward your good. I'm, I've got your good uh, in mind, and, mm-hmm. I, and I want that for you because I love you. I want what's good for you. It might not be what you want to hear right now, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it might not be what mm-hmm. you want to hear right now, but I love you, and so I want what's good for you, and I want it now, and I want it always mm-hmm. for you. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for that, setting us on a good foundation for the Y'all conversation yeah thank Y'all you agree that yeah. that's, that's when you kind of brought up something that we're going to also go into a little more fleshing out later that 
it might not be something we want to hear or that we even understand but this idea that love encompasses not just our immediate surroundings but there's this like ecosystem of love around us that we need to even if we don't fully understand or comprehend it it's not just what we do right now that has weight but it's really things outside of ourselves mm. that we're called to be responsible for and answer for yes that is is directly related to it yes and can often be the test of love right mm. Hmm. Test. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> test. Oftentimes we feel like I don't pass that test, but yeah, test. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And even the word experience. Mm-hmm. That's a, the word experience actually means to test something. Hmm. Oh. Test something outside of yourself. Is that's an experience? So love and responsibility. When you experience love, you are in a way kind of having many tests for the people around you as to do they do they see me well. Are they willing my good? You know, the way that we love other people in those experiences, right? Am I seeing them rightly? Am I loving them well? Mm-hmm. So the word experience, a lot of, again, people don't really know the root of it or the, what it means, but it, it actually means to test something. And when we have bad experiences, that's when we kind of pull away mm-hmm. or we choose other routes. Yeah. When you have good experiences, they pass the test, quote unquote, <laughs> then we want more of that. We're attracted to it, mm-hmm. which... We talk about love, willing the good of another. What is the raw material of love? Where does it start? What is the spark? As I think even Adele kind of said last time. So what would we say is the spark of love? Well, are, are you talking about sense? Sensual? No? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Uh, well, from what I um, from what I understand, the way this begins, and I'm not a psychologist, nor am I a um, philosopher. I'm just a mama and a grandma, you know, kind of person, been there, done that been around a while um i think that the 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 spark the original attraction um is usually some sort of a sensual we're attracted either to their looks or maybe uh what just generally how how i think uh sensually how we see them um i, I think that's the first thing the first uh experience and then then it can evolve or develop I should say into something a little bit more um, a deeper a deeper meaning but at the same time might not still be true love yet love is a developing um, it's a, it's on a it's on a it's a process mm-hmm. you know and there there are different levels of it and so something mm-hmm. that matures over yeah. time right? yeah and and mm-hmm. there's young love and it's good that is good yeah you know, all young of that's love good. is beautiful I do so. know that I did see one time um in in the theology of the body that the um innate attraction of male and female mm-hmm. this is St. John Paul I, I really liked this particular um phrase that he, he put in there uh, our observation he said that it's the initial or the innate uh, attraction of male and female is a subconscious desire to give ourselves as a gift. Yeah, mm. that's what mm-hmm. the real motivation is, and that fits real good in theology of the body. I'm yes, so happy mm-hmm. <laughs> we have that. Mm-hmm. But it it also fits right here, obviously, into this love and responsibility uh, talk that we're talking about. Um, but um, yeah, I think that's the beginning. Is the you know the attraction? Yeah. You see somebody, like, you hey, hear them. I yeah. saw, yeah, 
Yeah. Young man, you see a woman, you're like, say, girl, how's it going? How's it going? Or, yeah. you know, ladies, you see a guy and you say, oh, he's handsome. You know, mm-hmm. he yeah. looks strong. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll unpack this more, but John Paul II uses the word, um, this is only the trappings of love. Trapping. Love as attraction. So it's you, only So young men get trappings. trapped into a relationship? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> it is, yeah, it's the trappings. But when you think of trappings, we often talk about that sometimes when we talk about embellishments, right? It's not just about being trapped, but also like th- those things that are like the lanyap, right? Of beauty and goodness that, that really attract us to things and that can be so in a relationship with attraction you know it's is, just is the that, trappings of love is that the is that the sensibility that he refers to yeah i guess that 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 experience of, of that sensual um it's attraction. sensual first mm-hmm. and then there's emotional right. uh, payout yes. of yeah. some sort and those are those are the trappings those are the things that That's attract what us yes, to yes, one yes. another but mm-hmm. there is more Right. Yes. More to be unveiled, more to be discovered, more to grow in, as you say, in relationships. It's sort of like the ground level. And yeah. You, you know, you work your way up, you yeah. know. Uh, Attraction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. We say I see it. Sense impressions or, yeah, sensory reactions. We, we experience something in the outside of ourselves. We either see, we can smell one another, good or bad. <laughs> we can hear one another, pleasure, mm-hmm. pleasurable voices or right. singing, whatever. Right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's something that catches our attention and that we're attracted to is that spark. So, like, I love peanut butter, right? <laughs> I'm attracted to peanut butter. There's something about it that just draws me to it. But in terms of relationship, yeah, we see something in another person that we we have admiration and affection mm-hmm. for. And one of the things he says too, sentimental subjectivity or susceptibility is a source of affection, the capacity to recognize the dignity of the whole person. So again, it's not just that that attribute that caught our attention, but there's something about we recognize them as a whole person. Mm-hmm. But within their whole person, there's an affection and admiration for that which I do not possess. Yes. Mm-hmm. To desire nearness, proximity, and long for intimacy with that I do not possess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's something about another person that that we don't have that can be complement to what we are. And likewise, we can be complement for another person. Mm-hmm. And but maybe yeah. maybe that uh, that. That image that you just gave, excuse me, is responsible for like you see these two diametrically opposed personalities. Like you see this really outgoing, loud, Mm -hmm. boisterous type person, and then you see the little quiet one. But but they complement each other Mm -hmm. in their in their personalities, and they make a good a good pair. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah, just thought of that. Often opposites <coughs> attract. Yeah, That's the true. opposite uh-huh. thing. Yeah. Or yeah. well, back to language, conjugates, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> things that which need to be put together, or mathematics, things, mm-hmm. imaginary numbers that really don't exist to make sense without one another. Mm-hmm. Yet they make a full equation or a true number. So yeah, it's this idea that there are things that go together that complement to fulfill a purpose mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. So when we say love, it's you said consistently desiring the goodwill of another person. And so when we say love and responsibility, so it's pretty, I think, easy for a lot of people to kind of get the, the spark of love, right? We're attracted to other people. We have that initial kind of honeymoon phase in a relationship. Yes. However, we all have different uh, levels of understanding and experience of relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still relatively newly married, close to three years. Uh, I'm not going to say the honeymoon phase is gone, but we're, we're somewhat settling into, okay, this is life now. Mm-hmm. The the initial butterflies are all, not always flapping like they used to be. <laughs> uh, we have a one year old that's crying and making a bunch of noise and messes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Life is different. Now you have to cultivate that, right? Yes. <laughs> I think it's reality, you know? Yeah. yeah. Cultivate those butterflies. <laughs> and now it's the, yeah. as you said, the test mm-hmm. responsibility yeah. is I have made vows mm-hmm. to my wife, now my son, mm-hmm. that I am called to answer for mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. And so responsibility, we think, uh, people commonly know the word sponsor, right? So like corporate sponsors, they put up money for an event because they want to be recognized and known. Really, it's the idea that a sponsor guarantees the performance of something or guarantees that something will be successful is what a sponsor is. Mm-hmm. So when we say responsibility is we're looking at something in a situation that we are called to answer for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty heavy. And, and make it successful. And make it successful, right. Yeah. So it's that, again, that like you said, that consistent willing the good of another person yeah. that situation whatever it may be mm-hmm. 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 okay um i know that um you said you only were married three years mm-hmm. golly three years who <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know do if you, i can remember I say, back do you that. remember where you were at three years now? <clears throat> i do actually um but i've been married 49 years so um good luck on that one excuse me <clears throat> challenge accepted yeah uh, good luck. I mean, you know, it's been uh, talk about a rich life. We were re- we were just talking about that the other night and saying, you know, golly, when he uh, when he said, listen, if you marry me, I promise you, I will always love you. Well, that was a good thing for him to say. I mean, you know, yeah, you sh- you should say that. Okay, um, and I don't think I was being taken to the cleaners. I just this was authentic. This is <laughs> this is my spouse. Okay, he said, I will always love you. Um, I promise you lots of laughs. I don't <laughs> promise you money, okay? But I do promise you never a dull moment. And the personality of my husband, that I didn't know what that really meant. Never a dull moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt okay. with laughter, but because I've met your husband, yes. and I've been able to <laughs> receive that story from right. you. I mean, moment. he's the one who told me to pull out my <laughs> teeth, you know, and that he would make me earbuds out of them or whatever. Yeah. You know, that it's just mm-hmm. never a dull moment. I don't know yeah. when he's going to come up with this uh, with next. Okay, mm-hmm. but I will. I want. I do want to say this that uh, I remember being attracted to him when mm-hmm. I first met him. Um, oh, you know, 50 years ago, golly, that's a long time ago. Uh, anyway, that um, he was handsome, handsome guy, nice looking fella, you know. But uh, I had experienced a, kind of a scary relationship prior to my mm-hmm. meeting him. And I was afraid of this other person that I had broken off, you know, with. And um, I remember when this new person, who is has been my husband for all these years, um, when I remember early, early in our getting to know each other, he was walking ahead of me and maybe going to the car or something. And I remember noticing his wide shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I just, I remember thinking, literally, he's strong. Mm-hmm. He, can, he can protect me. Mm-hmm. He, he will. He'll, he'll take care of me. So uh, that was an actual thought that I had, and I remember it. So I'm not that old. <laughs> okay, my memory is still. Yeah. But that was that was impressive. And so when I was kind of looking at some of the notes we had for the show for today, uh, our podcast, um, that popped into my mind. And mm-hmm. I, re- I recalled that, that sometimes we're attracted to other people sort of maybe as part of the early beginning formation part of what they can do for us. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's that might not be a bad thing. Uh, it can't stay that way because then that would mm-hmm. be the objective uh, objectification of a person using mm-hmm. them for what you can get out yeah. of them. That's not that's a no, no. Yeah. Yes. We have to grow from that. Yeah. But it could be the seeds at the beginning um, that, and uh, you know, God has different ways of attracting us to different. Sure. Different people. OK. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's actually perfect. And because we somewhat mentioned in the introduction, we are persons to be loved, not mm-hmm. objects to be used. Correct. And one of the biggest ideas in love and responsibility is the kind of the philosophy of utilitarianism. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big word. Yes. But Uti- wanna, utilitarian utilitarianism. OK. Yeah. So mm-hmm. break it apart. Utility and Arian mm-hmm. is the study of people. So mm-hmm. looking at people as objects in mm-hmm. a way. So. Come to think about that, what do you, maybe some thoughts that have come to mind when you kind of hear that word up front? Yeah, I like um, what you had kind of um, given us to think about even in, before uh, we sat down uh, about um, not using a person as you would like a tool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I think that's, you know, like you mentioned, Adele, his big shoulders, which was a good quality, you know, that, that really resonated with you because you wanted someone who would be able to protect you and and to carry the weight of a, a life together. Right? I'm a very tiny person. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I'm kind of defenseless. Yeah. Yeah, you but, but you but what you just described was like pausing at the irreducibility mm-hmm. of the person mm-hmm. with the big shoulders. Like you can't reduce him to only his big shoulders. No, I agree. one day those big shoulders might be hunched over exactly. and walking on the side of you right? <laughs> as a little 80-year-old man with a cane. Right. But uh, you had that that maturing of your love. Even in that moment, you said that you knew that there had to have been more to your decision than just his big shoulders, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, was more, there was more. And as our relationship grew mm-hmm. and, you know, the various causes of attraction... Um, uh-huh. You know, uh, were there as we learned about each other and got to know each other right. and share experiences and what are your interests and you know those, oh yeah I like that too you know or whatever, uh, but uh, no it didn't stay with that but but as I was looking at the notes for for today that particular thought popped back into my mind and I recalled yeah. that that was one of the I remember saying that. Yeah. To myself. I mean, I, I don't think I told him yeah. that. And I didn't come up with that pausing at the irreducible. That is John Paul II. <laughs> but uh-huh. it is, it's exactly what we're talking about, not being able to, not to reduce somebody to like a tool or, or something that will function for us rather than the whole person. Right. Uh, and the, the dignity of the person, right? The, the dignity of the because person. Because when we do that and they fulfill those ends for us, in a way, the reason we were attracted to them is no longer relevant. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we are, in a way, using people as objects. Mm-hmm. And then it's over. I it's mean, exactly. I've, I've used you up. Exactly. Right. You so know, you think you've about given me everything I needed from you, so now um, goodbye. Relationships mm-hmm. today, it's so mm-hmm. common, right, that the hookup culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am with you for a very yeah. specific reason. When that reason is done, I'm done with you, yes. mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. And so, yeah, when we, when we reduce, right, that's a big word too, when we reduce people to just that, that just the raw material for what we're attracted to, you know, there is no, there's no way for that relationship to really grow. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has to be more. And it has to be more. And like you said earlier, right, so the example of a tool, so kind of just thought about, as a man, I'm always using tools. Like even this past weekend, I was helping a friend. He had some logs milled up for some raw wood. He wanted to build some furniture and stuff years down the road. 
So just think about tools. What's got on my mind? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You tools are designed for very specific reasons, mm. and you know a hammer is made to hammer in nails. Mm-hmm. It's designed specifically for that. It has purposes that are built into it. If you really wanted to, you could take a pair of pliers or even a measuring tape. And if you hit on the nail hard enough, it's going to go in the wood. Mm-hmm. I've done it. I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. When I can't find the hammer, you know, it's my shoe will do. Whatever. Something else can work. <laughs> a spoon. Okay. But what's consequential from that, you might short term, you know, address the problem that you're trying to fix. However, mm-hmm. the tools were not designed for that. They're either going to get damaged mm-hmm. or broken. Yep. Yes. Or some other residual issues come yeah. out of that. Mm-hmm. And so it's when we use things that are outside of their design purpose. Right. It might, again, have this short-term accomplishing the goal, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really see the long-term effect or even consequence that may come from that. Mm-hmm. Or be able to withstand the consequence that will, like you said, being broken, being crushed under the weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, and we talked about earlier, too, about the idea of consequence. Mm-hmm. Usually people associate it as a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're chastising your kids there, you know, there's consequences for your actions. Mm-hmm. It's always negative, but really consequence just in general is there is a ripple effect from the decisions and the actions we take. Right. That are outside of our control. Mm-hmm. However, responsibility. Mm-hmm. When we guarantee the performance or we guarantee the success of that which we can answer for. Yes. That is how we truly achieve happiness in life. Mm-hmm. So. Um, there's a couple of famous psychologists that say, you know, not by my choosing, but it's in my lap or I forget what the phrasing is, but say it again, uh, not, not by my choosing, but it's, it's in my lap. I can't remember what the phrase is, but okay. you don't really choose the situation, Okay. but mm-hmm. it's, it's here mm-hmm. and you have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Even in that circumstance, you know, it's taking ownership of the things that you can Yes. to make the impact that you can mm-hmm. is really what's going to impact the best outcome for you and anyone else involved. Yes. I want to address your word ripple. You use the word ripple. (laughs) And uh, like, as I've said in the past, um, I'm a visual person. So what I saw as a ripple is somebody throwing a rock in a pond, you know, a little whatever, and the little waves of water going out all, and they go all the way to wherever the solid land is. I mean, it just keeps going. It might take a while, and they might get smaller. But it's like there is, you know, it's almost like in physics, and I I know nothing about physics except I do remember this particular verse or term or whatever. For every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction of some sort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so going with that, so the ripple, so the the rock in the pond and the water going out, we can have good vibrations rippling out, good good consequences coming out of things and affecting everyone and everything around us Mm -hmm. if we do a good thing okay but if we do a bad thing or something that's a negative harmful thing it also has equal number of ripples and they go out everywhere also and as well and affect other people Mm -hmm. so as far as for responsibility if we're affecting that many people with almost everything that we choose to do we need to be a little bit more deliberate about what we decide we're going to do because we have responsibility and the older we get the more responsibility we have for more people sure 
you know yeah, yeah. Mm. thanks for letting me share that one no it's great and it's just yeah it's a good way to look at it too because the the effects that come from that again we might not choose certain reactions we might not or we might intend certain reactions but again we don't really control how those ripples go out because mm-hmm. it's outside yeah, of they're us gone. they're gone they're gone when, yeah. once they go, once you drop the the rock in it's going wherever it's going that's perfect and then one of the other laws i think it's newton's second law of motion oh, is, is that it <laughs> every uh object in motion object in motion continues continues motion unless acted upon by an outside force there so you go. the mm-hmm. effects of that will continue until we either choose to address it responsibly mm-hmm. or we collaborate with others to address it responsibly mm-hmm. yeah whatever that may be mm-hmm. so, yeah mm-hmm. so maybe you're circling back to and you're thinking about I'm trying to think back to isolation because i mean oh you were yeah, leading into with, a previous with, podcast okay. yeah mm-hmm. so i'm trying to call back to that so like we talked about earlier with experience when we have negative experiences with people we might feel that we are being used mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah that's what i'm trying to think not to the extra but mm-hmm. how if we feel being used a lot of times we feel the need to retreat or withdraw. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had moments like that uh, actually in ministry. One of mm-hmm. the reasons I retreated from ministry sure. was mm-hmm. because in a number of situations I felt like I was being used. Mm-hmm. And people didn't really fully appreciate or grasp the gift of self I was trying to make. Mm-hmm. And so um, trying to figure ways that we can either speak to others when we feel we're being used. Yes. Um, maybe recall like you know, a relationship that might not be in the best place or we talk about crisis pregnancy, mm-hmm. right? Because with the foundation, like you were trying to point out earlier, if we're in a relationship where we are being used, it's not always responsible because mm-hmm. we've kind of talked about up to this point, mm-hmm. responsibility is like we are willing the good of another person uh, consistently. But there are circumstances where responsibility might deem that we not remain in a relationship yes. or step away from that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to talk about because usually we think of like I need to love the person unconditionally. I need to love them without, I guess, regard for myself. Um, but there might be circumstances where we do need to protect ourselves, protect others yes. by separating ourselves from another person. Yes, definitely. And in, and in this, you know, in this world that we live in right now, unfortunately, I believe that that might pop up more often than um, than it used to. Let's just say. Um, because people are are perhaps getting started on the wrong foot and that they are going in, you know, creating relationships with other people for various reasons other than um, the true purpose of the communion and the good of the, you know, one for the other and the complementarity. There may be one of these that someone is just a tool a means to an end for somebody and certainly well, like you said when when that when I'm finished using you well then we're we're done mm-hmm. we're done and then but what if there's a uh, what if there's a new baby mm-hmm. and that's you know and, and we work with the crisis pregnancy people here and you know what happened okay so I've used you I got what I needed oh but now there's a baby so why don't you just take my credit card and go have an abortion no no I don't think so you know um then there's responsibility for another person another person who is the Com- most innocent complete completely <laughs> right. vulnerable yeah. and, and innocent and, and, and needing powerless. protection yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. so yeah we gotta we gotta think and that's that ripple effect sure. so yeah I had I had uh, you know my pleasure with this person but the ripple effect is oops 
uh, nature took its place here, and now there's a new baby, and I'm I'm pregnant, and, and you I'm don't you don't want me right? anymore because yeah. you've used me because mm-hmm. the original purpose of our relationship was not one of love, it was one of utilitarianism. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, yeah. that's what I have to say about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also the nature of relationships is even though the the groundwork is stable, consistent, marriage vows or whatever mm-hmm. you may choose, the terms of relationship over time can also change. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that that choosing to love that other person through, you know, the change of terms can also make a massive difference. Yes. And yeah, if we're not really in again a relationship, say like in that situation you just talked about, where the terms change and then instead of being responsible, stepping up, whatever that may be, to say I'm out. Mm-hmm. I didn't agree to this. Yeah. Right. It's too common. I, I didn't ask. I didn't ask for this. Yeah. I saw another story recently too, where it's a couple that they got married, been married for a couple of years. Originally, they went into their relationship not wanting children. Mm-hmm. They had this lifestyle where they go hiking, they have all these outdoor activities, and they did all these things together. And then the husband had a family situation where his brother, I think, had died, and he offered to adopt his his nieces and nephews so he was stepping up to love his family in that way Mm -hmm. and his wife even though through a tragic situation you know the the situation changed she was so stuck on i don't want children at all and she was actually debating leaving him Mm. through him choosing to adopt his nieces and nephews Mm -hmm. so that they can grow up with a family Mm. so it's you know love and responsibility at that point were you there for your husband and his needs or was she there for herself mm-hmm. yeah time? unfortunately i think a lot of times we have not been really uh, aware that the trappings of love the attraction and uh, the desire um, must mature into into that place of willing the good of the other in all circumstances and that becomes at the forefront once we go through the attraction once we experience the desire and that uh, seems to kind of fizzle out. Well, sometimes it's easy to rekindle when, when situations are, you know, pretty stable and not demanding. But if they become so demanding, and we've never really known that, that what's at the basis, the common denominator for being able to move forward in a love that is everlasting is that willing the good of the other, then, then we are standing on sinking sand. In relationships and I think that a lot of times being a child of the 80s that's what we were really taught from the beginning of our um, you know middle school years when cable came in and we were watching all the HBO and everything else and MTV and this is what we thought relationships meant and it, it actually hijacked a lot of what our parents had already lived as a reality even in our homes with with a good intention wow. it was just so stimulating we really had began to have kind of a dichotomy of understanding relationship and that piece about responsibility everything seemed to be about the attraction you know and the and the desire that that um arousal you know that's that's such a good point because i mean the the this is the media that we grew up with yeah and so rather than being pre-television let's just say people learned love and responsibility relationships and so forth from what they lived in their their environment their mm-hmm. homes their families you know the building block of society and then once we were you know our, our homes were 
invaded. I was going to, I was looking for the I word. Okay. (laughs) You know, invaded basically by these mushy uh, movies and romantic and whatever, you know, and we all thought that that was, you know, the lace curtains and the picket fence. That's what love is. Love. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait. You know, no, that's not what really happens, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we have to be careful what we're, what we're basing our idea. That's why it's so important for, you know, married couples with children mm-hmm. to to promote a good image for their children mm-hmm. in their relationships and so mm-hmm. forth, because the children are learning yeah. from them, and also to limit that input from the secular society yeah. that's coming in with all kind of weird stuff that you know, mm, not not healthy, not mm-hmm. good for you. When that mm-hmm. message that you say in the '80s has been the same message throughout all of history to the garden where Satan told Eve, yeah. you can have the fruit. Mm. In Proverbs, it says, blessed is the man who tends to victory for he is the one who receives its fruit. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It was a grasping instead of receiving. It's grasping at the yeah. fruit before we yeah. really have that, that level of maturity. Mm-hmm. So when we think about relationships and the analogy for tree, you have to have your security and your roots, mm-hmm. that maturity that grows over time mm-hmm. and receives nutrients, and yes. then you bear fruit. Mm-hmm. Then you get the fruit. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the progression that we talked about earlier in love responsibility is attraction, desire, and goodwill. So yeah. we have that initial spark, that initial attraction, that raw mm-hmm. material of mm-hmm. love. Raw material. The raw material, yeah. The desire, mm-hmm. that thing that continually draws us to that. Mm-hmm. And then that goodwill, that continual choosing is really what puts us in the position to receive the fruit from those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so even tying back to analogy, I think you used it in another show about uh, you know, get rich quick schemes never really work. Yeah. Wealth and happiness are synonymous. Mm-hmm. It's slow decisions over time that we build that which we truly long for. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to relationships and love, responsibility. Yeah. So it's making those choices over time consistently. Consistently. Mm-hmm. That brings us to the happiness that we truly desire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like building the house on solid rock, on solid rock. instead That's of right. the sand, like you mm-hmm. said earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Well, so we're going. I think we're getting close to time. Are there any other final thoughts or things you want to share? Um, somebody uh, I knew, um, I worked with this person. I'll change names. Um, this is just such a, um, it's a profound example of love and responsibility. Uh, this person... Um, lost a child at some point and not too long later her husband became a quadriplegic from a car accident and I had to come and speak in my my classroom um, on uh, marriage or something like that because she had such a beautiful uh, beautiful committed it seemed to me relationship and I asked her just to speak about her husband's physical health and condition you know and and her marriage vows and so forth and this is what she came up with I just uh she was so innocent and so cute I just loved her and uh she said yeah when when I said those vows uh you know for better or worse rich or poor sickness and in health she said I was thinking health like you know like if he got the flu or you know maybe chicken pox or something like that I would take care of him she said I wasn't I wasn't counting on a quadriplegic, mm-hmm. you know, and so here she is with um, having to take care of uh, her responsibility, and she she stuck with her vows, 
Wow. Till death do us part. Yeah. You know, and yeah, what a and what what a beautiful mm-hmm. uh, example. But I just thought that was so innocent of her to say, yeah, on you know on the altar we said, you know, in sickness and in health. And I meant it. You know, I meant it then. I just It's kind of like me with the, you know, what does never a dull moment mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means when I first said yes to that. Yeah. You know, I thought that might be a good idea. Uh, so uh, just that particular beautiful, uh, committed, responsible love that has grown, no doubt, um, over the years. So that's all. That's I all I have. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Okay. I think uh, about wrap it up. But love, responsibility, yeah. Again, we talked about it's not just offering gifts of ourselves to another person, but recognizing that there are things that we are called to do, and that's what leads to our happiness. Mm-hmm. So just like I said, the example of you know, the gift of self, gift there of you self, go. right there. So it's mm-hmm. in giving that we also, in a way, receive. So it's that reciprocal exchange of love, mm-hmm. and uh, and not to use other persons as objects or things. Um, but we're called to love in the image and likeness of God, and yeah. that is to constant exchange of love. so next time i think we will likely dive into the concept of phenomenology oh really okay tossed that idea around a couple times and we've used the word experience a couple times Mm -hmm. but to really really look at what is human experience um from a practical standpoint and what does that mean for us and and uh yeah we'll hopefully learn from that so again thank you for joining us and we hope to um you'll join us again next week yeah au revoir And thank you for joining us today. You can find everything we referenced and discussed in today's show notes. If you'd like to contact us with a question or comment or anything you want to share, let us know. Please send an email to handbookfh1 at gmail.com. Again, that's handbookfh1 at gmail.com. Please subscribe to this podcast. We're available on all major networks such as Spotify, Apple, or Google. If you have a minute, please leave a review. Honest, what you think. We definitely want to know. Share with your friends, family, anyone who is human that you think could benefit from these conversations. Handbook for Humanity is a production of the DeZormo Foundation, a nonprofit whose goal is to support the dignity of life, born and unborn. If you would like to support Handbook for Humanity and our mission to share truthful conversation about the body, spirit, sexuality, and being a better human today and yesterday, visit DeZormoFoundation.org. That's D-E-S-O-R-M-E-A-U-X foundation.org to donate, look under funds column, and choose Theology of the Body. Thank you for your prayers and support.